Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. This is the News Talk Giant of North Alabama, and this is the News Talk Show for the afternoon, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here hosting, and uh, we like to say we are solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, man, the, the copper, I got to tell you, that last segment we just did about Hasbro. Yes. Uh, I immediately got a text from a friend of mine. Uh, George is listening right now. Sent me this meme. And it has this really disheveled-looking kid. Let me go back to it real quick. It has this really disheveled-looking kid sitting there like he's just like totally flummoxed. And it says, when you're eight years old and discover that you're responsible for slavery, three crusades, the Holocaust, and country music. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just posted that to my Twitter feed, by the way, in case you want to see it. At Sin Phil Williams, S-E-N Phil Williams. You can, you can see that. But um, too funny. Hey, listen, we're going to bring on a friend of mine uh, right now. Uh, listen, th- this guy, I do know him personally, and, and I'm, I'm pleased to have him on here. So just this morning, this is fresh news. I mean, our right side, we try to get things while they're current. But uh, former state senator Rusty Glover uh, announced his candidacy for state auditor. And uh, Rusty's a Mobile native. Uh, he served a term in the Alabama House of Representatives, three terms in the Alabama Senate. We sat next to each other on the Senate floor for eight years. And um, – uh, during his time in office, uh, he, he was literally, a, I, I know he was one of the most conservative members of the Senate caucus, uh, s- trying to right-size government slash unnecessary res tape. He was also a 25-year public educator. He taught at uh, Mary G. Montgomery High School down in Sims, still lives down there with his uh, sweet wife, Connie, of 31 years. Uh, anyway, uh, I am glad to have him on. He's also a alumni of the University of South Alabama, where Charlene and I graduated, played baseball there, I believe. Rusty Glover, thanks for coming on the show, man. Good afternoon, Phil. Good to be here with you. Well, glad of it, man. And uh, so, hey, Rusty, um, you, you you were not content to be in retirement, my brother. You decided to get back in the political fray. Yeah, I miss public service, and I'm you know looking forward for the opportunity to, to serve the people of Alabama in this capacity. Well, you you're you're no stranger to serving the people of the state. I mean through your time uh, as an educator, but then also serving in the legislature. And uh, you and I. Um, we had some AEA battles together, didn't we? I mean, literally <laughs> yeah. down there on the yes, Senate we floor. Yeah, we were. It was uh, that that uh, that those, that first year when we were uh, we got uh, majority. It was uh, it was quite. It was battle after battle after battle, and uh, and uh, we got a few things straightened out for the better for this state. Well, you you are also, by the way, and I know we're going to get into your campaign here in a minute, but you are living proof, by the way, that not everybody who's an educator is a member or a lover of the teachers' union, and um, right. I think that was right. something that that needs to be pointed out. That, that you basically it inspired me. I know I've had people who 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 knew me, and they said, "Oh, it restores my faith in the fact that there's politicians out there who are real people." Um, but you also restored my faith in as I was getting just kicked in the teeth constantly by the teachers' union. Uh, you were right. a teacher, and you chose not to be uh, one of their ranks. Yeah, yeah, yes, and and I I enjoyed those twenty five years, and and uh, it was uh, I was I taught eleventh grade honors and AP and and regular level uh, U.S. history, and and uh, of course I saw a lot of things in you know the the textbooks. A lot of times, uh, the pa- I I would encourage all the parents to look through their children's and students' textbooks to see what kind of content are in there, because some of the textbooks that were adopted were where uh, you know you hear a lot about the critical race theory, and there was a, there was a there was a taste of that even back in the nineties. We had a textbook. Uh, it was um, 
uh, it was author. It had a sole author, one author from uh, Stanford University by the name of uh, Gary Nash, and it, he was the leading Marxist historian in, historian in the United States. And and you could tell the book was very slanted, and and most of my instruction was was uh, getting around and circumventing what was in those textbooks. I pretty much had to make my own lessons without the textbook, but that was what the kids were assigned, and, and so it was really bad. And and that kind of um, that inspired me when the, when the when Common Core came around to to uh, to try to do something about that, and I sponsored it two years and co-sponsored the bill to get rid of Common Core. Uh, three other years, and uh, but but you know, a lot of, a lot of what we're seeing with this critical race theory, it was it was going on in the even in the nineties, and uh, a lot of people say it's not in our schools. Well, it's in our schools. You know, it's in Mountain Brook and some other school systems around the state that uh, that have this, and it's it's not brand new. Uh, and and if parents were were would to to look at the textbooks and read some of the uh, stories and what they select in those textbooks as stories in American history, I think they would be appalled. Yeah, and Rusty, um, um, and I've still got. By the way, uh, you, you gave me a copy of your book. You wrote a book, which which I thought was pretty cool. It was really just like a series of like vignettes or nuggets of history that you right. sort of compiled over time, and and uh, and you and you wrote a book, and I thought that was pretty cool. Right, too. right. When I when I started teaching advanced placement history, it's it's a very high level. Uh, it's in, in high school, but it was a very high. It was on a higher level than the introductory courses in in, uh, in the colleges, and it had to be because there's a very stringent test at the end of the year that they have to take to get their college credit. And so, I I went and I was a voracious reader. I would read like a hundred history books a year, and so I took notes from all of them that I would use in my lectures and discussions. And and so uh, around 2000. Uh, I looked and I, I saw that I had a a stack of notepads about two foot high of notes that I'd taken from those books and what I'd had gathered from information and and I just put that in the book, just little nuggets of history that's not found in our our history. Yeah. Did we, oh, did we lose him? Is he still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I can hear you. Can you hear? Me? Oh, good. I thought we lost you there for a second, brother. Yeah, yeah and 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 I, and I do you. like that book. But what it also tells me, though, Rusty, and and also hearing the way you describe your preparation for your lessons, is that you are a detail person, and now you've chosen to take that into running for state auditor. So, I guess you better go ahead and tell the audience first what the state auditor even does, and then why you want to be one. Yes. Well, I'll tell you first why I want to be one. I want to serve the people in this capacity, and and there's a there's some aspects of this office that are that are important. Uh, uh, it's all important, but some aspects are more important than others. You know, keeping track of all the state property valued at five hundred dollars or more, and also computers and phones that have sensitive data. Data keeping up with that is very important, and and sitting on the board of examiners. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the Board the board of Adjustment, which is the, the place where someone, if you have a grievance against state government, uh, you, this is where you go to be compensated. So I would be on that board along with a couple of other uh, commissioners that would uh, decide if this person should be awarded uh, money from the state. Now, of course, you, 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 you have to look at it and say, okay, is this person... Uh, is this grievance worthy of getting uh, a proper compensation, keeping in mind that it's tax money that will be coming from the state to pay them? You know, it's, it's a balance there that you have to use some uh, a lot of uh, uh, good judgment. But what I'm going to be spending a lot of my time on the campaign is, is a very another very sensitive subject, and that would be the, uh, the appointment of the uh, – board of registers in each county. Each county has three board of registers, and what they do is they are the ones 
who apply the law, who carry out the law, our voting laws in the state. And the uh, governor has one pick, the Agriculture and Industries uh, uh, Commissioner has one pick, and the state auditor has a pick. And I think it's very important that, 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 that the state auditor, and, as well as the other two uh, 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 entities, pick someone who is, who is going to be diligent in enforcing the law, making sure that every vote counts. You know, Alabama, you know, is one of the, the, the best states as far as ballot security in the, in the country, and we want to keep it that way. And, and my, I feel very strongly that, that every single person must have the, uh, the assurance that, that their vote will not be compromised or canceled by someone uh, doing uh, some sort of unscrupulous voting fraud so- act. So, so what we're basically what we're hearing there, and and and, and I want to get back to the to, to the job posting and, or the actual job of auditor in a minute, but is that this is more than just you know bean counting and and property accountability and number crunching yeah. that that literally a part of our our literally county by county um, ballot yeah. security is dealt with by people that your office would also have at a right of an appointment for, and you would. That's right. Looking and for those except kind of people. for yeah. Jefferson County, I believe they must have had a local law yeah. constitutional amendment that it, it opts them out. But the well, other, you and I both know that every time a local bill came up in the Senate, by those three individuals. Yeah, you, you and I both know that every time the, the the words Jefferson County came up in the Senate, we all sat back and had to take a look because we knew it was going to be different. But uh, <laughs> right, and but, there was a lot of. Uh, uh, e- either irregularities or uh, assumed irregularities in some of the, the process of voting in the last election, and uh, and uh, you know I, it, it was very troubling to many people around the state. Not so much as far as the presence. We're a red state. We were going to be red, but uh, there were a lot of local offices that that may have been uh, turned because of some of the. Uh, the uh, the opening of the door of possible fraud that could have happened and may have happened in Jefferson County. So, so um, you know, we just well, need to and make I'll, sure tell you, that Rusty, we have good people on there that are administering the law, who are making sure that those who are deceived are not on the roll, and uh, and that well, there's no fraudulent uh, 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 filling out. And Rusty, I can know, I can just tell you too, as an attorney, uh, as an attorney right now, I've got an active case uh, ongoing regarding. Uh, election security that dealt with the board of registrars and did they actually um, uh, allot the the proper ballot access to certain people and it was not a question of in that case fraud it was more along the lines of negligence potentially or not understanding their role and um, and so right. Right. so having people in there that do that job in a quality fashion but then the, but the other part of the job though the 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 government accountability I mean so you were you were you were one of those who helped us roll back um, some you know, big spending measures and budget prorations that you used to always face when the Democrats had control in the majority uh-huh. and, and yeah. also begin to right-size government. So uh, I right. would assume, though, that that's going to carry through uh, into the uh, potential role of, for you as an auditor. Yes, and, and there's, there's been a uh, – there, there was a movement. The budget for the state auditor has been cut two or three times over the last few years, and, and uh, uh, Jim Ziegler, the current auditor, is, is – is, is really excelled as far as getting the job done as state auditor with a limited budget, uh, and and uh, there's some some that going to eliminate the the auditor's position, but that that's a very difficult move for the, the legislature because what they're doing, they would have to call it would be a constitutional amendment. The people would have to vote to eliminate a. Uh, office that promotes transparency and accountability, and I don't think the people would really appreciate their legislators 
you know, pushing for that or bringing that to a vote. I just don't think it just doesn't sound good for sure. And and uh, there's an, also some moves to put more of the uh, bring bring over some of the uh, the Department of Examiners and Public Accountants over to the auditor's position. And 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 I, I like the idea of that because what it does. It, it shifts a little bit of responsibility from the bureaucratic form part of government to the accountability form of government as an elected official. The elected official is accountable to the voters, whereas the bureaucratic aspect is not. And so that's, that's, a, that's a good idea, and I think it's a great idea, but getting the legislature who has control um, – uh, through committees of the, the Department of Examiners and Public Accounts uh, to, to go along with this is, is really a long shot. So what I'm doing in this campaign is pretty much concentrating on what the, the responsibilities are now in this, in this office and perform that the best of my abilities. Well, Rusty, listen, uh, we got just a few seconds left before we head to a break. Can you hang on during the break? Because I'd like to come back with yes, you sir. and talk about this. And I'm going to ask you a few hard questions, too, about uh, the department sure. of, uh, or the, the, of the auditor, the, the auditor's department. Um, uh, we got plenty to talk about. Folks, you're listening to uh, sure. former state senator Rusty Glover, who just announced today that he is running for state auditor. That's one of your statewide positions. He'll be on the ballot, uh, and it's going uh, to be an interesting election year. Uh, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM. We like to say that we are solid, conservative, and just plain right. We'll be right back after this. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. This is Right Side Radio. I'm your host, Phil Williams. We are solid conservative and just plain right. My friend Rusty Glover, former state senator, now a candidate for state auditor, is still on the line. Rusty, I know you're a classic rock fan. I hope you noticed that was Van Halen playing as you came back that in. Was, that was post-Roth. <laughs> <laughs> that was post-Roth. That's right. That was Van Hagar. That's what that was. Yeah, I don't uh, much of that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. The first, um, five, hey, the first five from them is good. Oh, see, oh, so you're a purist. You're the purist on Van Halen. Is that it? Okay. I like, hey, I listen, like man, early Van Halen. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking right now at the auditor's website. Um, yeah, and, man. you know, a couple things. First of all, I don't know who's handling their press releases, but the most recent newsletter that was posted is dated 2011, and the most recent press release is from 2007. So somebody's got to update that website. But... I do notice that they, they do update. They have these things they call uh, asset reports. Um, and mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm looking at the most recent, uh, this is first quarter of FY 2021. It's called Located Assets. It's kind of fascinating. I'm looking at it right now thinking, okay, so basically what happens is they do a survey apparently. They, they don't find equipment that should be on hand, and they go out and hunt it down because these are bought with taxpayer dollars. I'm looking at a pair right. of Raytheon radios that were $34,000 each that were relocated and put back into the system for accountability. So I guess the auditor's job does have some merit in that regard. It does. It absolutely does. Well, listen, there there was somebody who ran for state auditor a few years ago, I think in 2014, and their platform was to do away with the office once elected. But you don't see it being that way, obviously. You see it as a valuable office. I do see it as a valuable office, and especially I, I, I still I still 
uh, put a lot of emphasis on those selection of those border registrars because I don't think there's anything more important to folks right now after what happened in November around this country is is the uh, insecurity of our ballots. You know, if people don't have faith in, in that their ballot's going to count, uh, there's a lot of people that won't go back and vote. They're just frustrated, and, and uh, it's going to be up to us and uh, and uh, 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 secretaries of state around the country to ensure the people that that uh, their ballots is going to be secure and that their vote is going to count just as much as anyone else and not have fraudulent voters cancel them out. And, and so I'm, I'm really going to put a lot of emphasis on that during this campaign. Well, Rusty, uh, I, I appreciate you as a person. I appreciate your friendship. Uh, we've got about a minute and a half left. Before I lose time on it, tell folks where they can find out about your campaign if they want to look you up or know more about you or what you're running for. <laughs> Yes, sir. I'm on Facebook, uh, Rusty Glover for Auditor, uh, on Twitter, at Vote Glover, and uh, website is Rusty Glover for, uh, for Alabama. All right. Well, man, uh, Rusty Glover, uh, my friend from the state Senate, uh, former state senator, former House of Representatives uh, member, and now running for state auditor. Hey, Rusty, best of luck to you. We'll have you back on the show more as the uh, campaign season progresses, all right? Sounds great. Sounds great. Thanks, Phil. All right. Take care. Hey, listen, folks, uh, we've got to have people get in the race, all right? There are offices like that. You may not know they exist, but they have such an integral piece of your life wrapped up in them. How many of you knew that a state auditor does more than just bean count or, or crunch numbers or locate missing equipment? The auditor's job is actually to help put people in place at your county level that help manage your elections, and that's huge. So, we've got two great candidates. We've already interviewed uh, State Representative Andrew Sorrell. We just interviewed former State Senator Rusty Glover, both of which have served the state well, and both of which, by the way, I happen to know are fiscal hawks. Uh, they are very conservative, each one in their own right. And, uh, and I would challenge you, look into all of these races and know why it matters that you don't just go to the ballot and say, well, I know who's running the top of the ballot. It's Governor Ivey. Hey, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back with more you need to know.